Hi, you're listening to Chronically Chilled on 3CR. Um, my name is Mario. Before I do anything, I just want to acknowledge the people of the Kulin Nation whose land we broadcast from today. Um, so this is a podcast version of our show this month. Um, we weren't able to do um, the radio version of this because I've been unwell and it's been really difficult to, to get that organised. Um, so we're doing a podcast version instead just to get it out there and to for us to... I guess have a chat about Radiothon, have a chat about the importance of 3CR. Um, and to do that, I'm joined by, by a very special person, um, Maurice. Welcome back. Uh, hi, guys. I really missed being here. Thanks, Mario, for keeping this show alive. It's You've done an amazing job of keeping this uh, program uh, going and all the uh, fantastic uh guests and interviews that you've had so thank you very very much for keeping that going in my absence uh it really means a lot to me that's all right we should probably explain so for people that maybe have found this show recently um maurice and i actually found founded this show together and came up with this idea together um and thought that we should really put something together around chronic illness and disability and stuff because there wasn't much out there so even though Maurice um, hasn't been here for a while, she's actually the founder of this show as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Mario and I both have a, a chronic illness, a, a heart condition, um, and as Mario just mentioned, he's uh, had a bit of a struggle this month. I have had a bit of a struggle for the past year dealing with um, some other health issues, which is uh, why I kind of wanted to come back now that I am um, have a lot of energy these days and am very, very grateful for um, being given the opportunity to come back uh, to this show and uh, really provide the, the platform here uh, for us to be able to speak about our experiences um, because it isn't really heard on any other mainstream uh, radio stations. So this this really is for me a, a privilege to be to be back. Um, and yeah, um, my experiences was that I did a, apart from my um, health, heart condition, I also had some uh, other health conditions that I was dealing with, and it kind of um, made me want to withdraw from the world, which is which is kind of part and parcel from having a chronic illness. Sometimes you you don't really, I don't know, you don't want to be seen uh, because you kind of feel, well, what's the word? You have all of these stresses on top of you and then how dealing with a chronic illness and any other external factors can make you really feel... Um, like invisible so I I actually just wanted to you mm. know put myself under the doona and disappear kind yeah. of thing um, and it, it actually made me even more vulnerable and more scared to come back on the radio like for for a while I was going okay you know I'm, I'm working and I I've got I can you know do certain things and then when it came to you know talking about this I, I kind of froze and it, it really actually made me withdraw and mm. I actually withdrew from friendship circles too mm. and, uh, you know, I am 
wanting to reach out to those people who say, I'm really sorry that I kind of shoved you aside during my, you know, my incubation period kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I had a, I had surgery and, you know, I'm, now that I'm kind of back to my, you know, zany self, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really want to thank people for, for, giving me that space but also mm. apologise in the same breath yeah. for, you know, shutting them out because it may not have been clear to them as to why I did that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's a bit of a, a two-step process. I'm kind of working my steps here. And, yeah, and like you say, it's just the, it's the reality of it. Like, and I remember when we first started this show, we were already kind of predicting there might be times when we're both unwell mm. or, you know, there are times where it's going to be hard to kind of put something get together, even though we're doing it only once a month. Mm. And it's kind of worked out like that. Like you've had your spells. I'm currently not very great. But yeah, like it's the nature of, you know, having a chronic illness is that mm. sometimes you can do stuff and sometimes that you can't, you know. Yeah. And it's um, it's amazing. I've found that during this show, like the, and the guests that we've had on um people just get it who have mm. similar experiences mm. you know you don't have to explain anything you don't have to kind of apologize or anything mm. people just kind of get it and I've, I've noticed that yeah dealing well, not dealing but talking to people kind of with similar lived experiences it's just it's such a big relief mm. to get that response um, because we've had to kind of change interview times and you know all that kind of stuff mm. and yeah I've just noticed the big difference of it um, compared to say when you're dealing with or when you're talking to people that haven't got that kind of lived experience or don't really understand and you're kind of having to work really really hard yeah, yeah. absolutely I I think that um, people that have lived this experience will be able to empathize mm -hmm. um, and go that's okay you you don't kind of need to explain yourself or you know give us the excuses or you know explanations whereas yeah. the outside world in brackets are, are kind of you know waiting for you to step up or give you give the explanation as to right. why you're not in the peak mode even though we do so much of this advocating for mental illness and you know having you know a blue day or you know kind of you know, mm. the are you okay days, mm. it's still, a tr you know, one of those um, taboo things, you know, especially in a workplace. I, even though people all know about my heart condition, I still have this, um, I still have this outward um, portrayal of myself that, I'm okay, I'll be all right, mm. you know, I'm superwoman. I worked insane amount of overtime hours in this last month. Yeah. Like, I think I did 68 hours in one week and I was just flabbergasted as to why I did it in the first place because, you know, there's this incredible um, amount of responsibility that I felt to myself because I took so much of sick leave um, and I was very grateful that my employers gave me, you know, seven weeks off. Mm. Um, but so to overcompensate, I started doing extra hours and all of these overtime hours that 
by doing that, I actually was dreaming about work and, you know, I was literally in this like hamster wheel of going to going to work, coming home, eating and then literally falling asleep and then six hours later going back to work. It was crazy. For someone that spent the last two months pretty much in bed, I'm about to pass out from (laughs) listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic to have you back. Thank you. It's awesome. Um, it's it's really nice to be um, you know talking again and recording together and all that stuff. Awesome. So looking forward to it. Um, it's great also that you're back just in time for Radiothon. Yay! <laughs> um, happy Radiothon to everybody, by the way. Um, all the shows at 3CR, I'm just seeing online. Everyone's doing an amazing job of kind of getting the message out there and. Um, getting people to donate and kind of spreading the word a little bit about 3CR and just what 3CR kind of means for people. Um, so, Maurice, what's what has 3CR meant for you, kind of? It, it gave me a real sense of community. Like, I know everybody sprouts that sentence off, mm. but for me, I didn't work for three and a half years and um, my gorgeous friend Loretta gave me an opportunity to come volunteer here uh, back in 2016 and um, Leanne who is an amazing uh, uh, training and coordinator um, put me in into the uh, training program and I first started doing reception and it was fantastic to to hear all the the regulars come in and I had my Thursday people who I'd opened the door for and it, it really became uh, like a, a part of a, an mm. extended family. You know, everybody's like, oh, hi, how are you? How's, how's your health going? And, you know, I really would look forward to the, the guests that they would have. Um, and, yeah, 3CI is um, the first community radio station here in Australia and the continued support and belief in the importance of an independent community led by 3CR is a real power behind radical radio. And um, for for our listeners, we would really be very thankful and grateful if, if you could donate to our show, uh, 94198377. We absolutely love uh, having this show chronically chilled and being able to have a platform a voice um, to talk about mm-hmm. chronic illness and invisible illnesses especially. Um, so, yes, if you could donate whatever you can, we would really appreciate your help. Um, the other way to do it is we've got a Give Now page. So if you go to Give Now, um, search Give Now in Google, I guess, um, and then look for us, Chronically Chilled. Um, we're there, but also all the other 3CR shows are um, also there. So kind of go through your favourite shows, give money where you can. I guess I just want to also acknowledge that for people who may be experiencing chronic illness or disability or mental health kind of um, difficulties and stuff, um, we're often excluded from employment opportunities. So I just want to acknowledge that, you know, there may be not very much money to spare for people. Um, and I just, I, I guess what we're asking for is just every little dollar that kind of people have spared to just chuck towards the show. I think it all just mm. builds up. Um, and like Marie said, would be super just um, appreciative of any of that. 
But I was just kind of thinking about 3CR and kind of just what this station does. And yes, it gives voice to people who aren't heard in any other radio station. Yes, it challenges power and it challenges structures that we know that need changing and works towards social justice. But I guess I was thinking that I haven't really spent a lot of time here over the last few months and I really missed it. Mm. And I think it's a feeling. Mm. 3CR is kind of just like a feeling. You kind of, and I was really yearning for it, even mm. though two months isn't really that long, but there was this sense of just yearning to just walk through the doors and mm. to be part of this kind of community and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. It is, it's kind of like a, somebody putting the porch light on for you and giving you a cup of tea when you walk home. It's that kind of sense of, your home, your your belonging here, mm. um, that that community feel, um, and Joe just opened the door for me, and he gave me a great big hug, yeah. and it was lovely, to, you know, to after a year of absence to be greeted in that way because you know I instantly felt connected, I belonged. This is where I'm at, mm. and yeah, it is that community spirit that keeps this radio station. Right very much on the air uh, and and have people, you know, keeping us, you know, delivering a program that we can connect with, with mm. viewers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just give the number out one more time. So the number is 94198377. If you ring that during business hours, um, then someone will answer um, the phone and you can either make a donation but you can also make a pledge now and then pay at a later date as well um, the station is aiming for two hundred and fifty thousand, um, and I think speaking to the to people at the station I think we're pretty much on track at the moment um, our show is hoping to raise four hundred dollars um, where the we're over a hundred dollars so far that's been raised so yeah, if you've got any means to, or if you are able to, um, we'd really appreciate just a few bucks um, that you can throw at our show and also at the station. Um, I also just wanted to talk about the people that have been on this show since we've started it. Um, and I want to do that because I just really appreciate people coming here mm. and wanting to be part of this show and really helping to build it, to get it out there, to promote it. Um, and to really talk about issues that are important to people and talk about issues that are really important to the community and um, especially kind of we're trying to really talk about topics that, you know, you don't really hear on other radio stations. So I just wanted to thank Evan Young, Larissa McFarlane, Alastair Baldwin, Hannah Morphy-Walsh, Naomi Cheney, Gemma Macario, Dominic Golding, Ricky Buchanan, Asher Wolf, CB Marco, Pauline Vatuna, um, Mary Ann, and Vicky Reynolds as well. So I just wanted to say thank you to all those people for being part of the show so far, and we're really looking forward to having others um, be part of it in the future. What else? What else? Um, so I guess part of um, my frustration in these last couple of months have been um, kind of having an opportunity to advocate for myself 
in a hospital system. Uh, I really found it tremendously difficult in the beginning um, p- uh, pursuing different avenues and second opinions for a health condition that I had. And I found that I was hitting a brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And then I finally did my own research and found a surgeon who was incredibly empathetic and listened. And she was the point of difference in my journey. And she made everything worth it from where where I'm standing now to where I was a year ago. She made everything worth it because she listened to me. You know, she she made me feel from that first appointment that when I saw her that it's going to be okay. Um, and it, it literally was a year ago, the 4th of June, that I first met her. Um, and she she gave me, she instilled confidence in me that... You know, um, the the operation that I wanted was going to happen. It would just take a little bit of time, whereas previously the two hospitals I was dealing with, I don't know if I should call them out on this, but, you know, they were absolutely awful in in listening to me. Um, you know, we, we talk about... The, there's all these posters up on hospitals and doctors' waiting rooms about... Um, the healthcare charter and especially around the media at the moment about um, don't abuse healthcare workers and things like that. But, you know, the healthcare charter, I always look for that in, in hospital rooms because I think, well, that's your, that's your mission statement basically out into the world. I mean, you know, I know they're not social justice organisations, but mm. it is essentially their mission statement, your, the healthcare. Yeah. And it speaks to ethics as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and point, one of the points on there was about participation and about the um, doctors and patients being able to communicate and for the patient to have participation and their involvement, if they so choose to, mm. in their um, ongoing health health care or health plan. Mm. And the two hospitals that I was dealing with previously did not give me any participation. They literally just said, this is a plan of action. You have to agree to it. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Mm. I didn't want to go down that path, so that's why I did my own research and mm. I found the surgeon that I wanted and even though she didn't give me any guarantees that the surgery that I wanted was going to be of that outcome, the point of difference is that she listened to me and that's all it took for me to, to for her to instill confidence in me, or for her to that, um, that it was going to be okay mm. and yeah and now I'm here and I feel confident and I feel happy mm. and more relaxed than I've ever been in the last three and a half years. So, yeah. you know, advocacy for yourself in the health department can be very taxing, but um, do it. <laughs> no, no, and, and, and I, I had a, I was in hospital recently as well and I had a, I pretty much just told everybody I had no faith in, in them and <laughs> told them they need to talk together. Anyway, um, 
I, I, my experience at, at hospitals has always been pretty good, but this time wasn't. Um, and it, it, it made me realize later, like, because I've been born with an illness or whatever, I, this has been my life. So I'm very used to advocating for myself if I need to, I can kind of talk the language in some ways. Mm. I can also, um, ask for help if I need to. I can do all that stuff. I've got people that can advocate for me as well, you know, that stuff. And, but, it also, but it made me think about all the people that can't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people say advocate for yourself and I guess the system would say that as well. Um, and advocacy is such an easy word to say, but it's actually really hard to do because it's bound up in power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about people that don't speak English very well, people that might be so overwhelmed with something that's happened that they can't think properly, for example, that it's all just too much. And I just, I just, it made me think about kind of what happens to those people that aren't able to advocate for themselves, who aren't kind of LinkedIn and stuff that have people to do it for them and mm. things like that. Um, and there would be a whole bunch of people that would just be getting things done to them. Mm. you know? And kind of yeah. believing the doctors because, you know, you're kind of told that you need to believe the doctors. Mm. And I'm not going to say they're always wrong because in my in my experience, they're not. Like, they've been amazing a lot of the times. But I guess for me and you, we can kind of call it out if if, if something doesn't feel right. Mm. But, I was just, yeah, it just made me kind of think about all the people that kind of have trouble doing that or can't or aren't able to, aren't given the opportunity to. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they're they're probably still waiting in in line in in waiting rooms for three hours, just as I did for a twenty minute appointment every three months. Um, you know, it is really difficult for people that you know don't speak the language or not able to communicate effectively or to be heard or don't have family or friends or somebody to advocate on their behalf, I can imagine how incredibly difficult Mm. that would be and challenging. Um, And they would just have to accept it. They they would just literally go, well, that's the system. That is how it's done here, et cetera. Um, Yeah, and and I think it's a privilege to be heard. Like, I think it's a privilege to be listened to. And I don't think everybody is given that privilege in some ways. Mm. You know, I think of people of colour as well that stuff that um yeah it really made me think that yeah like advocacy is is something that i would say a lot but it's yeah it's bound up in power it's bound up in privilege and not everybody's afforded it Mm. um and i think that doctors need to or not just doctors but i think the whole kind of system in terms of setting up an appointment from the start going to the doctors decisions being made Mm. all that stuff i think they need to take they need to kind of take a bit more care about um walking beside that person rather mm. than kind of acting the expert mm. and all that stuff because i think people are not being heard in that system mm. Mm. absolutely um it hospitals and doctors appointments and especially if you have chronic and mental illnesses as much as we advocate or you know we talk about it in the media it there is that authoritarian kind of displacement or relationship when you're at a doctor. You know, it's, it's kind of like, 
it's gospel what they're saying, so you need to do as directed. And if you sway off that, you kind of put in the naughty books, yeah, you right. know. Um, so which is, you know, I became that, you know, the the, the radical, you know, and mm. I kind of moved off, which is why I went in the naughty books and I wasn't seemed to, to be... Um, uh, listening to what their things, so mm. I felt that my my healthcare was being put in a leave it for later kind of thing. They do, well, they weren't really taking it seriously because I went off their track, their kind of preferred method. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can imagine how difficult it would be for people that don't have the courage to speak up or don't feel that they can speak up mm, yeah um yeah it's tough this is tough it's tough stuff mm. yeah 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 okay um i'm just gonna go back to radiothon just for a little bit yes. um just to remind people one more time around how they can donate um so again you can call the station on nine four one nine eight three double seven, um or you can go to our give now page which is online all of our all of those details are on our twitter um, page which is at chilled underscore 3cr um, so you can go there give us a follow um, but then you can also kind of um, follow the links there around how you can contribute um, once again i just want to say thank you all for listening over the past year or so um, that this show has been going on um, and we appreciate all the people that have already donated um, mm. and those that um, are able to kind of donate um, as Radiothon kind of mm -hmm. keeps going. This is a really integral part of 3CR and keeping the doors open. Um, where our show is is supposed to raise the 400 and we do really appreciate already the donations that have come in. Um, but I, I have a renewed sense of mission here to get this. Now that I'm, you know, back on, on the air, I really want to keep this show as well. So we would be really appreciative of any donations. Uh, so 94198377, uh, if you want to keep us on the air, please donate. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Maurice. It's so lovely to have you back. Thanks, Mario. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Um, hopefully it'll be the radio version next time, not just the podcast <laughs> version. Um, we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye.